Hello everyone, this is Reverend Cedarman. It's great to be back with all of you. Uh, today I'd like to actually go over and discuss a question that commonly comes up and that I see posted and asked by uh, many people for me is that this question being simply, what should happen after I begin practicing Nichiren Buddhism or more simply chanting the Odaimoku Namu Myoho Renge Kyo? And secondarily, uh, the question is, how do I know that it's working? How do, know, how do I know I'm doing it right? How do I know what I'm practicing is right? Etc. And so I wanted to just take a few moments today to discuss this, because maybe, uh, hopefully, if all of you have a uh, good mentor or a good example or a good teacher uh, that you've asked this question, and that you have over time uh, been able to understand deeply or more deeply within yourself what the purpose and meaning of chanting the Odaimoku Namu Myoho Renge Kyo, the title of the Lotus Sutra, is. And again, there are many interesting conceptions in this world because most people start to practice Buddhism not for the sake of uh, compassion or wisdom but for the sake of overcoming one's suffering. So, of course, when they ask this question, uh, they have their own expectations immediately. And some traditions uh, and lay groups, uh, of course, work as they think in the expediential way with allowing people to, of course, uh, most people are base their life on their desires or wishes. So, therefore, uh, through the Daimoku, the Odaimoku, the great title, uh, they are able to fulfill their wishes and desires. And that in that is the proof uh, that one needs to build one's faith. Uh, Nichiren Shu is different. Uh, Nichiren Shu, of course, uh, all humans have their desires. And if you are a suffering person or in a suffering state of mind, your life is, of course, based on these uh, false premises premises that the idea that my desires uh, what if I get what I want if I am able to understand or learn what I want if I become great if I uh, become uh, powerful I will be able to be happy that is a basic premise that most people follow but uh, I believe that as people get older in life uh, they understand that this premise is very faulty so therefore, then we have to understand what is the purpose, what is the meaning, and what is more substantial in life. But again, uh, many people may begin with this idea of desire. And that's not saying that in Nichiren Shu Buddhism, uh, this is not a common uh, idea amongst lay people who begin practicing with us. But it's interesting that how we direct um, the idea of being able to see this concept of faith or to see how it grows that seems to be more of the substantial uh, experiential and manifestation of our practice in Nichiren Shu Buddhism rather than material benefit or material gain or uh, etc. So that can sometimes be uh, how do you say difficult for most people to uh, understand because again again people come in with uh, that's why people sometimes pray to God 
God, if you let me do this, uh, I, I, will, I will be a good practitioner for the rest of my life, uh, give and take, how most things are in life. But actually, the Daimoku is something uh, that changes with us and uh, changes us uh, at an uh, extraordinarily profound level. That is, of course, with our Buddha nature. And as we see in the Sutra, purifying all of the sense organs, which also includes our mind. So actually, the reason that we enter the path um, is not as important because we can enter it from any direction, one of greed, anger, uh, suffering, etc. But how do what should happen eventually? This is really important because uh, I tell many people, when you engage in a true or uh, deep spiritual path, your expectations at the beginning are based on a faulty premise, a false premise, uh, a uh, egotistical mind, uh, one of desire, clinging, attachment, etc. Not based in reality. So, what you may want from the practice now uh, may not be what the practice delivers to you, because the practice itself is not based on your ego or your wants and desires, but actually it's based on enlightenment. Uh, and that is, of course, the true aspect of our Buddha nature, which we all inherently have, and that we need to understand how to nourish that Buddha nature, because we know how to nourish all of our other natures. We know how to nourish our selfish nature, our anger nature, our human nature. We know how to nourish those uh, very effectively. And of course, society itself uh, we pay lots of money to nourish certain aspects of our life, such as desire, etc. But actually, the Daimoku allows that Buddha nature to grow, which is, of course, actually strange to most people, because even though people practice Buddhism, I don't think they can even comprehend the idea of Buddha nature being legitimately real. That is what makes Buddhism complicated, because we're actually... And this is what has been told to me, which is uh, was very profound when it was said, because I didn't realize, perhaps I, I'm not as a deep thinker as most people, but that we enter into, uh, on a path, that Buddhism is considered Buddha's Buddhist path, but we don't know where we're going. And our goal of enlightenment, we have no conceptual idea or understanding of what that means. So it seems almost ridiculous that we would uh, follow such a practice, why we would do such a thing. So therefore, it takes a certain amount of uh, sincerity and forbearance and actually determination uh, to carry on. And as you know, with the example of the uh, metaphor of the path for Buddhism, that it's something that we need to continuously be aware that we don't go off the path, fall off the path, be discouraged from the path or just leave the path in general because we're not getting what we want because the journey is forever this is the journey of our life and many times people can be distracted or disheartened or give up and the daimoku is very much i believe this way but yet there is a, a certain essence a certain brightness a light that we can find that naturally because if we do it for ourselves we don't have the forbearance as a human or as a, as a um, creature of desire 
to have the proper forbearance to actually walk the path of Buddhism. I believe that. Because most people, you, you may think you're a disciplined person, but your discipline can only take you so far. Uh, even the idea of overcoming pain, etc. We all have limitations. This body is made of limitations. Hence, we have a beginning and exp expiration date as well for this body. But actually, as we go on to the path of Buddhism, uh, we have to be able to naturally find out what sustains us through our life. That is the basic premise of the noble truth. So when people say the first noble truth is life is suffering, what it means is that life is unsatisfactory. That the things that we put in our life, that we, that we grasp towards, are not able to sustain us. And therefore they're not able to uh, be satisfactory to our existence. So therefore in Buddhism, where is this satisfaction found? The satisfaction is revealed in the concept of the bodhisattva and Buddha nature. That actually, as we walk, we become nourished. So therefore, the premise of the Daimoku is that it naturally nourishes us as we walk this path of life. Which is very important, because if you think of a path, it's always changing. And every step is very different. But most people want to sustain the life as it is. And so therefore, I ask yourself, what do you expect to happen when you start chanting? Do you expect that your life will stay the same? That you will stay the same? That you will be in the same place? Or that your wants and desires will be the same? Actually, that is what usually most people come up against. Is that when we start to reveal, when we start to nourish this Buddha nature, everything that you may have held uh, important in your life everything that you may have thought sustains you you now see the true nature of and therefore as we see with the first uh, noble truth those things then may become unsatisfactory which of course then becomes a bigger issue uh, within one's uh, nature is this na natural conflict that there is a, absolutely a natural conflict between ego and Buddha nature uh, even though Buddha nature is in all of those aspects. So therefore, we have the idea of Ichin and Sanzen, that even in anger or deep suffering, Buddha nature exists. However, in my own practice, uh, especially um, when I entered the path of Buddhism and then actually began to get the benefit of my practice in that my Buddha nature then began to become nourished, there automatically was some conflict uh, because actually in my mind uh, I thought oh I wish I could go back to being stupid because uh, again this is of course nonsensical but that in the idea of being stupid or delusional to the reality of things at least I didn't have to deal with life as it is um, even though I really wanted to attain enlightenment once I got a taste of reality uh, many times, many people's uh, immediate response is to run away. So actually, during the practice of Buddhism, many people run away. Since they, the teaching or your teaching or your practice that you share is too difficult, doesn't mean it's wrong, but I don't like it. So therefore, I don't want to do it anymore. This is a common reaction uh, to a certain percentage of people, unfortunately. But... The interesting thing of what should happen with a Daimoku is that that should happen. That conflict should happen. So 
that is the idea of why in Nichiren Buddhism the concept of faith is so essential because I believe that if one has proper faith uh, as I did during my studying I didn't need to think about anything just I had uh, that was my direction my truth so therefore naturally I could accept anything even as difficult as it was and how, uh, how how much my body and mind rejected truth how much my body and mind rejected the Dharma uh, it still wasn't enough to sway me because uh, for whatever reason uh, that faith was instilled uh, in my mind and body and that was able to sustain me through my practice and study that I didn't give up or automatically change or blame other people because when you practice one question you can ask yourself is that not only what other people guaranteed you that if you chanted uh, all of your dreams will come true that reminds me of that uh, movie Napoleon Dynamite vote for Pedro and all your dreams will come true that initial premise that when for instance your dreams uh, you realize were perhaps nightmares or for perhaps uh, delusionary you then start to pare away certain things in your life and direct them towards the proper as Nietzsche and Shonen said you know the Daimoku and this is a wonderful example is like a mugwort which a mugwort we use for uh, moksa which is a kind of moxibustion uh, but this plant is a kind of you know a little bit uh, droopy so therefore mugwort growing amongst the hemp hemp is a kind of reed so actually it kind of sustains it to grow straight together so the mugwort amongst the hemp grows straight same as with the daimoku naturally it directs us towards our buddha nature our bodhisattva nature and makes this a bigger aspect of our life replacing the mind of ignorance or delusion that can be a very disjointing or jarring uh, experience especially for the ego that its uh, premise is to hang on till death do we part but actually uh, hopefully with the uh, deepening of faith that means when I look at the Buddha I believe wholeheartedly the Buddha is enlightenment I believe Nichiren and Shonin's enlightenment I believe that 100%. So therefore, in my life, I have dedicated myself to the path, uh, taking whatever it gives to me. And it says specifically in the sutra, and I was discussing this with someone, even at the cost of your life. Now, most people practice Buddhism in a very, uh, how do you say, a way of kind of sport or a way of kind of uh, hobby, where it doesn't penetrate every moment of their life and therefore when death especially the moment of death the potential the potential of losing one's life what comes first in the mind can see one's faith and development because most people will shrink from that and become depressed and become uh, dissuaded and think oh everything was for nothing and uh, I must get what I can as much as I want before I go away and this is unfair etc but actually in Buddhism we must have that mind that even at the cost of life we value only unsurpassed enlightenment of course this is exemplified by our founder Nichiren Shonen which we are so 
uh, honored and so lucky to have a, such a wonderful example of a pillar of the world, not only of the country of Japan, but of the world, and that all of us uh, uphold the teaching through our faith and practice. And that through our lives, once we are able to uh, grow our Buddha nature substantially past our egotistical and selfish views, we can find a measure of freedom even within this body of the five elements, uh, even within this mind of the five elements attached to this world, we can find a freedom. And that idea of freedom is seeing our true nature. And also then life, as it says, this world is the pure land. So therefore we are able to see the world in a different perspective than that of the suffering mind. So to answer the question concerning what should happen after I start chanting, many things should start to happen, many questions. Uh, the mind being able to work in different ways, the body being able to understand uh, different things, uh, understanding and moving through life. And then life and uh, Buddha nature become one. That the Buddha and us are walking together. Therefore, as it says in the sutra, the Buddha is touching us on our head, our shoulder to shoulder. We are wearing the robe of the Tathagata. That is all very essential, that Buddhism then cloaks our life naturally. However, again, uh, if we are able to understand and see things, it doesn't mean that we will always be happy. So therefore, from the spiritual practice, don't make a idea of what should happen. Because in Buddha nature, everything is happening as it should. That's why we use the word jiso as it is. The premise in the East, even of the physical body and spiritual part of the nature, shen or shin, is naturally in harmony, when it is naturally in harmony with nature, it exhibits its true, how do you say, true nature, true awareness. So therefore, naturally, we have this within ourselves. It's not something that we're gaining. So that when we practice or practice Nichiren Buddhism or chant the Odaimoku, gain or loss becomes inconsequential to our practice. It simply is being, being aware. And that we cannot simply find this through intellectual practice of Buddhism. But as Nichiren Shonen said, through learning and practicing, there is Buddhism. Without learning and practicing, there is no Buddhism. So therefore, uh, keep going. That is what Komodo Sensei would always say. Keep going. And I'm very happy if you come to understand uh, and see the path of the Buddha, to be able to taste and experience freedom. Uh, this is the true purpose and the only purpose of the Buddha and that which is given to us by upholding the title of the Lotus Sutra, Namu Myoho Renge Kyo. Thank you very much. Hope to talk to you all again soon.